Hey, teachers of littles out there. Yeah, you. We see you. Tired of pinning, Facebook grouping, and hoping you struck idea gold? Are you at your wit's end and need a safe space to feed you and get the support you need both in and out of the classroom? Then this podcast is for you. Join Renee Pena Lopez, an early childhood learning specialist who is in the fray with you. Get ready to have an honest and real conversation around early childhood and the challenges of play for littles while learning to connect the dots through guided play strategies. Get ready to sit back and listen in on today's conversation. The magic of littles starts now. Hey, teachers of littles out there, it's Renee Peña Lopez of the Magic of Littles, and I'm so happy to have you uh, listen in to the conversation today. So today's question um, was inspired from a person that asked me about um, how to use play for anti-racism and um, other questions about big topics. And so um, sorry for the noise outside. It's really, I don't know, all these noises came up out of nowhere. Um, so what immediately popped in my mind was like, play is the highest form of research, right? It's been quoted by Albert Einstein. It is a well-used quote around the Instagram world. And I think that's for a reason, right? So um, children are using play in which to like prepare themselves for basically being a grown-up, right? And so being a citizen of the world. And so if we look at it that way, they're exploring and they're learning and developing new skills and they're connecting with each other and they're doing it by talking and singing and dancing and building and um, testing things out, such as their power to say, no, I don't want to play with you. And yes, I do want to play with you. Or um, no, it's my turn. Or if they can't say it right, um, they may push or hit. And so... It's how they're figuring out the world around them and talking lately about anti-racism um, work these past few days on Instagram. And before that, it was the coronavirus. And before that, and actually during that, um, it was about big feelings. Um, and before that, it was about uh, children using the language like, you can't play with me. I don't want to play with you or you're not nice. And so they're all related in the big common theme that they have, that these are big topics. And these big topics are not going to happen um, in a linear way, right? They're going to happen in um, both micro and micro, macro ways in your classroom. And um, for parents too, like, don't feel like you have to attack all these big topics all at the same time. Um, you can refer to episode, um, I don't remember the number offhand, but about planting seeds. And that talks about like basically how to introduce a small idea that kids can kind of start pounding, like pondering, excuse me, on, and they will then come back to you with another question. Um, I have more examples in that, in that particular episode, but I wanted to just say that this form of research is something to not to shy away from. Um, I'm a big adamant of that. You don't just go, oh, yeah, so you said you can't play with that kid, right? Or um, I don't like you because you have brown eyes. <laughs> um, I've heard kids say that. That is the truth, um, right? And um, and they walk away. You can't just walk away from those 
particular conversations. Now you not now on the other side of that is to say you may not know how to address these things and that's okay. But I would say go for instinct in regards to um saying like <clears throat> using language of I noticed that you pointed out that you don't like um Timmy's brown eyes. And a child may simply just say, oh, because they're not like mine. And you can say, hmm, that's really interesting, right? Like you point, you heard, you're recognizing and acknowledging that you heard what this child said. So now they feel heard for what they said, right? The other child who received the comment heard what is being said. And then they are both internalizing like, okay, so someone is noticing what we're saying to each other and what we say to each other matters, right? Because as adults, what we say matters, right? And so um, in that conversation, you can say, well, I need to have a think about it, right? Like maybe that inspires you to then have a small mini um lesson plan about eye color, right? Um, or maybe that inspires you to have even bigger curriculum about um, skin tone and all those things. But do not shy away from the, that, 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 mic, that micro, no, yeah, micro, I was going to micro, macro, confused. Um, uh, the smaller conversation, you'd be surprised how much that opens up the world for children to, to really go, hmm, I, I didn't think, right? Um, a grown up really thought what I say matters. And therefore I may use the same language again, just to test it out, or I may not and try something different, right? Or I do not align with these views. And so therefore I'm going to think differently, right? So, um, the next point I have is like, yes, it's extremely uncomfortable, right? Like to, to one, I know for grownups and myself included to feel like, oh, I must have all the answers and I must unravel all these things and unpack all these things now. But think of it as, um, an experiment, right? Like you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And, but all you know is that you started. <laughs> and so it's that starting point and the ending point that you will get there, but you have started the conversation and then it will unfold and unravel. Um, and once you know something, you can't know it. So I know um, I've, I've seen in my um, practices in regards to other um, classrooms I've been in where like they want to skip over um, because it feels uncomfortable and, you know, children pick up on that, right? They're like, Ooh, so now it doesn't feel safe to be seen, safe to be heard. I can't even test out those ideas. I can't even think of, um, a different way. I'm going to keep it to myself. And I feel like that silence, um, is way more dangerous than, um, allowing children to be vocal about what they're trying to figure out. And that is a dangerous place to be. Um, and that's when children start to shut down and go into telling bigger stories in their lives and, um, have a really strong foundation in that opposed to like, I will question things and then I will, um, <clears throat> you know, figure out if they are really true or not. 
and then come back and have safely a conversation with a grown up. Now that grown up may not be the teacher yourself. Um, it may not be their parents. Um, it may be, and uh, you know, we all know eventually it would be their best friends, right? Their peers that they're around, but it might be also like a teacher that might be a specialty teacher, a dance teacher, a music teacher they feel comfortable sharing these ideas with. And when that happens, listen in, like get in there and be like, Oh, write it down and say like, we need to come back to this, right? Like have those um, safe space community meetings. So everyone can go around and talk about these things and be heard. Um, as you can see, I'm getting like a bit fired up about it. And so talking about those community meetings, it's really about like have these conversations going, right? Like keep the conversation going until you're exhausted no more, right? So um, you say you can't play is about friendship and socialization and kids are always trying that out. And um, <clears throat> and there's a great book by um, Vivian Paisley that I completely love. Um, I'm, I'm meant to like bring out my copy, but it's all packed up for in the midst of um, moving. So I cannot get my copy, but um I just want to refer you to that book. I am a big advocate of um, backing up what I speak about. Um, I am a research geek, so I, I own that proudly. And so um, that's to say my play is the highest form of research, right? Like that's my play. I love to geek out on those things. Um, but that's to say like there are tools in which we can have these big topic conversations and feel start to feel comfortable as uh, we recognize them in ourselves what's uncomfortable about them like I know for myself coronavirus felt a bit uncomfortable because it was like an immediate shutdown and um, my little one was just like having meltdowns over a place and so it was really uncomfortable to to feel that like backlash and um, not take it personally because she felt like I was telling her she couldn't go to school. Right. Um, and so I had to do some social story work and some like seed planning and some like um, just listening to what she had to say and a lot of connecting through play. Um, right. And so those are just some like outline tips. Um, but you know, it's, and it's ongoing. Like now it's shifting for us where she's found a rhythm and a change. And, and now, um, phases, phase one here in New York City's, we're in the midst of it and different things are changing and different people are coming out and different boundaries are happening. And, um, she's testing things out by being like, no, I don't want to go to bed early, you know, like testing bedtime and things like that. So, Know that the work never ends. I just wanted to also put that out there. Excuse me. Let me have a sip of water. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so I want to invite you to um, share with you that I am creating a framework uh, named Can I Play Too? And I want to invite you at the time of this um, episode, if you're listening, I'm doing a beta group and it's just that we are, I'm going to be having like a hot seat and, um, we'll be problem solving things. I know it's, um, we're running it in the summertime, but it can, it can be a reflection of the stuff that you've seen 
in your teacher life um, just this past year, or if you're still doing remote, um, like um, some people are doing over the summer, or if you are actually already reopened and are trying to still figure out about the reopening and those big things. Um, I know that I am creating a safe space to, to give you this framework and to work things out and figure out these big topics. Um, I always have us work with ourselves and then kind of layer on from there. So if any questions about the program, it, you can email me at hello at the magicalittles.com. If you want more information, uh, we actually have more information in the Facebook group called the Magic of Littles Club. So I invite you to come on in and, um, get down with your bad selves and play, right? Um, and yeah, so I want to end with a happy note, <laughs> um, cause these big topics can feel very heavy. And that's to say I got, um, this past week I was pretty like burnt out, uh, just having these conversations, right? Like you're going to feel that you're going to feel that like energetic, like, Oh, like, can I, can I like take anymore? And so I want to end with, um, sometimes play means best. And, um, I posted on Instagram, like I was resting on the floor and my little one basically said like, we don't rest. And I, and I was like, I'm resting. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm resting. And she's like, we don't rest. And that like completely floored me. Like, and for me, I like, it was ingrained in me that like, that's being lazy and it's a privilege to be, um, to be, um, to, to rest. And it, it came back to like black, black, um, burnout. Right. And so, um, I did just a quote. And so it, it just reminded me how much little ones are, are actually watching. And just to know that even to this day, it's okay if I didn't get it right. But just by me recognizing that I needed this and um, she needed to see me grapple and figure it out and have the conversation. Because basically then after that, I said, like, no, we do rest. And it's very important for our bodies and for our mind and for our like centering of who we are, um, that we rest and we take time to listen to what we need. And, um, and that's okay. And you're okay to want what you want. And her eyes just like lit up. And that made my whole day where I didn't have the answer completely right then, but I came back to her at dinner time when I said that. And she just like lit up. She was like, yeah, all right, well, we're going to start resting more, you know? And I was like, yes. Um, because that's something we're working on in our, um, family dynamic. And so, if you're a teacher a little at home working on that, right? Like, and you may, may be so used to having like a chaotic classroom and you might realize, oh, wait, even though we have rest time, maybe I can rethink how rest time works for us, right? Like, do I really need to be doing more and more work during rest time or can I take 15 minutes and rest and model that for the children and then go and rest unless that's your lunch break and then go ahead like go for it <laughs> um but if you have rest time with them you know like read a book and and kind of take that time for yourself because they are watching and so on that light note like go and um relax and just 
just realize that having you knowing that acknowledging that uh, excuse me I'm acknowledging that you are doing the work and um, starting from where you are and then you're taking the resources and unraveling and unpacking them and so I do that for play and I welcome you once again to um, invite you into can I play to the beta program and like I said, you can email me at hello at the magic of littles. Okay. Um, until next time, please screenshot, um, any feedback about today's episode at the magic of littles and Instagram. And I look forward to connecting with you. Okay. Bye. Hey y'all. I am back. I wanted to pop on in on the end of today's episode and say thank you so much for listening. And if this resonated with you, leave me a review on your favorite podcast app. And if you're like me and you're a geek for resources, don't forget to check out the show notes at themagicoflittles.com on the site. And thank you again for listening. It's an honor to be part of your teacher tribe. Catch you on the flip side.